I mean, they have big, big ex-boyfriend energy. Because doesn't he say, call me again and I'll kill you? <laughs> and the kids found out and now we got to put labels on it. And now I won't answer the phone. Hello, and welcome to Saving People, Queering Things, the supernatural podcast where we get to say penultimate again, and we decided to wait two weeks so far for me to be able to watch the season finale. So love that. Love that cliffhanger. I was feeling really great about the cliffhanger at the end of this episode. He's not bitter at all. It ends in such a brutal, hurtful way, leaving the brothers at odds and Dean in his dad's shoes. Not okay. Not okay. (laughs) So today we're pulling up to season four with episode 21, When the Levy Breaks. My name is August and my pronouns are they, them. I'm Elena. My pronouns are she, they. And I'm Sam. My pronouns are she, her. I'm Noah. My pronouns are he, him. And today we've got so much to talk about, but at the end we'll talk about our little giveaway. So, you know, stick around for that. But now that you've met your hosts, it's time to catch you up. If you haven't watched Supernatural recently, here's what you've missed on the road so far. First up, August is going to recap the show and the highlights. So, you know, from season one all the way to now, what do we need to know? 30 (laughs) seconds. I'm going to just, I'm going to wing it today because I think that it's more fun if I don't look at episode recaps in advance and I don't prepare at all. And I forget, in fact, I think it's more fun if I entirely forget that I'm going to do this recap until we get to it. Three, two, (laughs) one. Actually, have had a full-on panic if we had to immediately start. Okay, um... Noah, you're a chaos goblin, and we love you for it. (laughs) I'll count you in whenever you're ready. Okay, (laughs) sure. I'm not ready, but sure. Three, two, one, go. So there are these two brothers, Sam and Dean, and they hunt monsters for a living um, because their mom died by a demon. And and I'm losing the thread of the plot. Dean went to hell to save Sam. Now they're, Dean's back, saved by an angel, but the angels are trying to stop Lucifer from rising from his cage. Uh, so demons are trying to break all these seals and did unsuccessfully. And Sam's drinking demon blood and things are getting really, really, really bad. It's about to hit the fan. Bam. You nailed it. Fantastic. Everything Nailed you need to know. It's generous. <laughs> I mean, at this point, we're at the penultimate episode of the season. And if you don't know what's happened so far, why are you here? But also, thanks oh, for coming. Welcome. Insult our listeners, not. Um, that's why we do these recaps. We love you so guys. <laughs> Elena is now going to recap today's episode, When the Levy Breaks. Are you ready, Elena? Oh, hey. Help me in. You're ready? No, but yes. (laughs) Okay, love this. Three, two, one, go. So now that Dean has discovered that Sam is drinking the demon blood, he is in a panic room and he's having all these really sad hallucinations that make me want to fling myself into the sun. Uh, And Dean is being really emo because his brother is like really sick and he doesn't know what to do. And Bobby's like, I don't know how we should handle this because I think that we might need to just let Sam do the thing. And Dean is like, no way. And uh, then Dean basically tries to go get him and Sam is with Ruby and there's a really sad fight and also Anna's here and there's rebelling and stuff and things happen. Nice. I completely lost it at the end there. I apologize. Hey, you things got happen. all 
he got the main, the main stuff. Uh, Dean's decided that he can, he'll work with Heaven. Big deal. Yeah. Big yeah. moment. Cat, something's up with Cass. He is. This is the episode with the stare that lasts for an approximate 10 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so it long. It starts here and it never ends. It's just, <laughs> they just keep staring at each other after this point. <laughs> So now it's time for us to pick some music to accompany us on our journey. And here's what we have this week. Noah, do you want to start with your mixtape suggestion? No, you don't want to start with your mixtape suggestion. Uh, Elena, do you want to start with your mixtape suggestion? (laughs) (laughs) Sure do. Sure enough, I I shall. So my mixtape suggestion for this week, uh, as I often do, is a Johnny Cash song. Um, This one is It's All Over. And just the some of the lyrics in this song, like, I was on my way to you and I was worried. I was torn up and nervous because I knew that you'd be gone. It's just, it's a really, like... There's this part towards the end where it's like, you know, stop your crying and turn around and let her go. So he's like, it just very much embodies, I think, the tension between the boys in this episode. And it's Johnny Cash, who is just like supernatural energy all the time. So that's my pick. Nice. Uh, Sam? Um, my pick is Monster by Skillet. I thought that was fitting. It talks Love about it. like the like inner monster not being able to escape and the secret side. Yeah. Very mm. Sam coded this episode, this mixtape. Yeah. Uh, my my song is gonna be The Curse by um Angus Obel. Um hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. But it's also talking about, yeah, the the curse and the hunger. A couple of lines. The curse ruled from the underground down by the shore, and their hope grew with the hunger to live unlike before. Talking, yeah, very um, haunting sort of song about about this kind of curse, and that's I think very much where Sam is at. We're going to talk about that a whole lot, but that felt felt fitting. Damn. Noah, I went with "The War I'm Scared to Face" by Whit Lowry and Livingston. Ooh. A very haunting track about it feels almost like a letter written to a younger version of your brother, your your protector as a child, and it's it, it oh. it's real hard and. Uh, it really it fits with uh, how C- Sam's handling with his hallucinations this episode. Mm, yeah, this episode really is brutal. But uh, now that we have our mixtape playing, it is time for the hunt of the week. And today's episode, as we said, is when the levee breaks through the theme of victory, which feels tricky because no one wins this episode. That's why this no winning super interesting. Uh, but before we start with this episode, I do want to give a content warning. Uh, given the events of this episode, we will be talking about Sam's experience with demon blood. There will be some lenses of addiction and withdrawal based on the events of this episode and kind of the natural the natural things we can kind of draw out of that. So please take care of yourself as you listen. If this is the conversation for you, we'd be happy to have you back at the end of the episode or next week. We will be attempting to have this conversation as much care as we can. Obviously, this is not, we, none of us are experts in this area, but we're going to Um, We're going to talk about some of this stuff. So just wanted to give that little warning before we jump into the episode. But starting with Noah, what did you think of this episode on a first time watch? This episode just hurts. It's just painful in so many different ways. And having to hear Sam screaming for his brother all episode and then having to see Dean's reaction to it. It was yeah, it was rough. Yeah, it's heavy, and and Bobby and Dean's conversation behind the scenes is so caring and gorgeously done. 
by the two of them. And yet also so like indicative of like how little they know what to do with this. Like, yeah. you know, Bobby makes a joke about it. He goes, you know, like, oh, let me just look it up in my demon, <laughs> demon detox, detox. manual. Demon <laughs> detox manual. Oh, wait, no one ever wrote one. Yeah, which is like sort of a humorous way of them kind of deflecting the fact that they don't handle this very well because they have no idea how to. And they're yeah. scared. Yeah, because they don't know how to there's a great conflict going on, I think, between Dean and Bobby's approaches because, yeah. you know, Bobby is is trying to look at this from this more objective standpoint of like, maybe we have to let him do the thing we don't want to let him do because that's what's going to stop the apocalypse. But Dean is coming at it sheerly from like, I don't care about the apocalypse. This is my brother we're talking about. And I, I would rather like that line where he's just like, at least he dies human. Like, oh my mm. God, just it- rip my heart out. Makes me think back to season, the end of season two, where, you know, like also a conversation between Dean and Bobby after Sam's killed and, you know, the whole, when, when Dean goes like, let it end, like that whole idea of like, I don't want a world where I don't care about a world where I've lost my brother. And then in this instance, like, I don't care about an apocalypse if it means putting Sam at risk. Yeah, if it means Sam becomes not Sam. But it almost becomes a turn because in that episode, he's like, I don't want to live in a world where my brother isn't. And in this, he's like, I'll live in a world that my brother isn't if it means that he dies as my brother. Yeah. And that's the part that is just so gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. He's more scared of Sam not being Sam anymore. Yeah, because you think about, you know, again, going back to season two, like, so there's so many payoffs towards the end of season four that are related to season two. And I think one of them is like, you know, that whole him promising John that, you know, he would have to save him or kill him. This is, he's at a point where he's like, saving him is is the most important thing, even if that means killing him. And I think that that's really rough for him to try and reason through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we've been leading up to that all season, you know, like they've had so many fights and so many conversations about the choice between like the pragmatic choice of like, if Sam can stop Lilith, we should let Sam stop Lilith and the like moral question or the like question of, you know, what, what will Sam turn into? What will Sam have to become to be capable of killing Lilith? Mm. I think this is seems to be like a pattern with the brothers is when it's them they're very willing to sacrifice whatever to save the world but the brother is always like no and wants to save like this instance like Sam is like let me just do it to kill mm-hmm. Lilith and save the world and Dean is like no I don't want to like have you turn into monster and lose you but when it's the other like when it's the other way around they would each sacrifice everything for the their brother in a heartbeat but would refuse to let the other sacrifice themselves exactly yeah Yeah. it's a vicious cycle codependency yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's really like that's such a good point sam and like i had a note kind of related to that about like related to the theme there's almost like this denial of victory that's going on where like dean is saying like you know he has that line of you know you're taking a bench warmer seat to the apocalypse and it's because sam sam thinks that his method is the one that's going to get them victory and dean thinks that his is the one that's going to get them victory mm-hmm. and so they're they're just butting heads so much because they each have this perception of what is going to be the best outcome and they can't 
agree on it and it's like it's really difficult because so many other times in the show like they will have their differences and they will still find a way to work through it and this is one of those first major instances of them not being able to find the common ground and that's really hard to watch yeah neither of them are willing to give up their and and like i think also connected to that is dean all season has been being told by the angels like you're the one that can stop it and they're the angels like you know they're telling him you can stop the apocalypse we need you to stop the apocalypse like god has plans for you god has plans for you and on the flip side sam is going i'm the only one strong enough to actually stop the apocalypse but i have to go into demonic things to do that and he's also being told by ruby and by the demons that he's the only one that can do it yeah yeah the manipulation that's happening from both heaven and hell really comes to a head here and it's just put them on this like opposite thing where they they're pitting the brothers against each other really effectively too it's interesting to think about because if you look at it from their perspective if the demons are saying sam is the one to do it and the angels are saying dean's the one to do it but the angels the angels are also very skeptical and scared of sam Mm -hmm. and what he can Mm -hmm. do so I don't know. Yeah, notable that like angels like like Uriel have said, you know, like get in our way or we'll like wipe you out. But nobody's actually really tried to take a swing at Sam. No. Which is a very interesting, interesting thing. And like the demons, obviously, as a whole, you know, they're on Lucifer's side. It's primarily Ruby that's telling Sam you're strong enough to stop Lucifer from rising. Because obviously, like Sam doesn't, Sam is not, they're not, they're, they're trying to work towards like the same goal of like stopping this, like stopping the seals from breaking, stopping Lucifer from rising. Mm-hmm. But their opposite means is is why why they're in this situation now mm-hmm. i was gonna pivot us a little to talk about sam's experience in bobby's panic room because that's obviously like a huge <sighs> piece of this episode yes. aside from <sighs> the plot and i think we need to talk about what that experience is like for sam yeah heartbreaking yeah like the one line of of everything that happens in the panic room for me the part that always breaks me the most is when his hallucination of dean is is talking to him and he's like Uh standing at the foot of the bed Mm -mm. and he says to him the whole like you know sam's like trying to argue well i'm doing this for revenge because of what she did to you and when the hallucination goes did you happen to notice i'm back that is like one of the most heartbreaking lines of this whole episode for me because i i think that that is Every time I watch it, I have to remember that this isn't actually Dean saying it because that to me sounds like the thing that Dean would actually say. And I think that that moment is like a huge thing for Sam to like, for his own subconsciousness to be acknowledging that he's been ignoring the fact that his brother has been back and has been there this whole time. And it's, I think that's one of those like kind of chink in the armor sort of moments where Sam's subconscious knows that this is this is wrong but he just can't bring himself to really see it and then the way that that conversation then goes with the whole dean you know hallucination dean thinking he's a monster it just oh it's sam like both both actual truth about dean is and who he knows his brother to be and what he knows their relationship to be is coming out but also all this other stuff is coming out where sam is sam's brain in the throes of this like withdrawal and is is conjuring all of these like 
these all of his own inner demons like everything all he's ever thought, everything he's ever been afraid of about himself and his identity every nasty thing that any demon or john or anyone has ever said to him is just coming back to him and it's coming back to him in the form of like mary and dean and there's you know there's truth there his little sam conversation oh my god God. when he's talking about you got out you made it away from dad like yeah the line where he's like i thought we were supposed to be normal uh and the whole they had all he's ever wanted and they talk like they you know and sam sam asks like his younger self he's like what do you want and young sam is like i want an explanation like how could you do this to me and that is like one of the worst lines in this, you know, like Sam, he's Sam looking at his younger self and his younger self is asking him, like, how could you put us in this position? And the tragedy of it being that like Sam has not, for the most part, Sam has not put him, like Sam is in this position because when he was six months old, a demon bled into his mouth and then tried to kidnap him for a demon army and gave him powers. And then his brother died. And then, you know, his only friend was a demon and then manipulated his ass 10 ways from Sunday. Like, because <laughs> Sam has made choices, but also Sam has had so few options and yeah. so many of the things that he has gone through have had nothing to do with him. And when we think about like the like addiction piece here, like I just have so much sympathy for, for Sam because he is not here because he is weak in any way. No, but he, he feels like he feels like he is. Yeah. And he even says that to his younger self. He's like, we were never going to get away. We were never going to. Yeah. It was not, he recognizes now that like he was never going to be able to be normal no matter how hard he tried or wanted it yeah that it's not it's not up to him yeah like august said like he made choices but like but so many of those choices were not were like it wasn't bad options yeah yeah and i think it's really important and powerful to point out that when it comes to things like this like this addiction that he's developed it's not his fault it's not any any time that you find that someone is dealing with addiction in their life, it's not because they're a weak person or because they've, you know, like, yeah, maybe they've made some choices that are a little regrettable, but it's it always comes down to external factors and how they've impacted that person. And does that person have the access to the resources to work through that or do they not? And in Sam's case, he's been, he was left without his brother in a vulnerable place, in a vulnerable state. And he had to turn to who he had, which was Ruby. And so it's it's really I, I got to give props to where they're due for the supernatural writers, because, you know, for as much as they get wrong, I think the way that they approach that is is done very well. And the fact that Sam feels so trapped and doesn't yeah. feel like there are any good options and doesn't feel and feels like like he he says he says at one point, he's like, I'm not taking the demon blood for kicks like I'm not this is not just about like this is not just about how it makes me feel this is because i feel like there it is the only this is the only way to stop lilith and stop the apocalypse and like that's a huge weight for sam to be carrying that is contributing to like the fact that yes he feels powerful yes he feels capable and yes he feels i think like he can he can redeem you know himself a little bit if he stops Lilith and stops Lucifer from rising, but it's like all tied up in like the experience of the demon blood for him. And it's, yeah, he's, he doesn't feel like he has any good options. Mm -hmm. Heart wrenching. Mm -hmm. Excellent portrayal. 
by Jared. He kills it. He knocks it. it out of the park, this one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he really does take that, like, you can really see the inner torment. Yeah, he has to do a lot of showing the isolation and showing the despair and showing the physical distress of mm. this withdrawal. Yeah. Like, how much it's it's wrecking his body and his mind. How jittery he gets. Mm-hmm. On that note, um, a list of better options than locking someone in isolation oh my god (laughs) like bobby says they don't know what to do and they don't know how and sam is incredibly strong when he's on the demon blood and they don't have any other places to put him at the same time there is like could not one of like there's just so many things that i think they they don't think of doing to ease some of Sam's distress. Yeah. Like there's yeah. gotta be at least one hunter out there who's certified in psychotherapy of some sort that could come and help and be <laughs> yeah, like, I think, let's I think that talk, talk, talk with him. I yeah. was just gonna say, I think the isolation piece was the definitely, yeah, the piece they could have done better yeah. because the room is the is like so intimidating because he's so strong and maybe they feel really don't have any other ideas or they don't they don't have another room like they don't have like a nice safe space yeah yeah like couches and whatever but where's the like food or that's what i was thinking too was like you're you're just gonna leave him and not maybe an iv like i don't know something yeah like because they can't do anything about the physical withdrawal thing and the hallucination. Because they don't know anything whatever. about what withdrawal from demon blood specifically will do. No. Yeah. So like everything that his body is going through, they they don't know what to do and they can't do anything. But his emotional torment, they could sit with him, talk to him, like be there. Like, don't just the time. ignore him for days or however long it was. It's, Give yeah. bro a TV or something. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It just seems like and 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 I think that's like my biggest thing this this episode is like I love Dean and Bobby and they are genuinely trying their best in a really really impossible situation. They're panicked for sure. Yeah, and they're so they're scared. making some like not they're they're trying to do like they're looking really big picture at like what how do we like take care of Sam through this. But I wish that they also had looked at the little the little picture like and and like when we think about addiction and like any kind of addiction like so much of the the research and like shows that like isolation like community is a huge huge factor in in protectiveness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. relationship and isolation is is just one of the most dangerous things that you can do for someone who is experiencing yes this this kind of thing because what occurs to me is like just now they could have totally if if it was a fear that sam could do something that might hurt them because of how extra powerful he is have Cass wait in there with him he's a freaking angel like i think he'd be able to handle it you know early in this episode though can they yeah Cass is kind of being a little true and i don't think dean fully trusts him right now no because what does he do when he shows up to sam's place lets him out that's also but I do agree with that, like, yeah. Elena, that that would have been, like, a, something to consider. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, is there a way to make sure that he is safe? And also, until, yeah. until like, that happens, like, Sam is not violent. Sam is not showing signs of being violent. Like, he's angry, but he's not, until later on, showing those, like, really dangerous signs. He's just, like, he's just looking for... I think some compassion and some like understanding and some yeah. someone to them to not just like unilaterally make decisions about his health. Shove him in a hole and move on. I mm-hmm. think you see that Dean and Bobby are scared, 
But Dean is also angry. So there's not a lot of softness mm-hmm. coming yeah. from Dean. And I think we see a little bit of softness coming from Bobby. Dean feels in really the choice, betrayed. But Dean actually. is like when even when you see Dean like going in and being like when when Sam's handcuffed to the bed and being like, oh, well, we had to for your own safety. There's not a lot of soft compassion care mm-hmm. in the way that Dean interacts with Mm -hmm. him because he's you know he's he's trying he's scared he wants to do this for Sam's safety and he wants to save him but he's also angry and you can see that yeah and it's like I also get the piece of like they're using the panic room not only to I think keep Sam in but also to keep demons out because Mm -hmm. demons like he can't like if he gets near a demon he's screwed right now and so they that that's the one place they and they know that if they keep him in there, then demons won't be able to get in. And so it's like, I get that piece, but it's it's the leaving him alone yeah. that, like you're saying, is just so heartbreaking to watch. Because once he's in there by himself, like, all he's got are the hallucinations. Mm-hmm. And he's got just, he doesn't have anyone to counter the ideas of himself that, that he's being faced with. Like, he has no one to counter that but himself. And he doesn't have the ability to counter those ideas because mind is yeah it just feels really really powerless yeah well because i mean i know this is a very different situation but like when it comes to that scene those scenes of him talking to him himself and having those hallucinations reminds me a lot about like what it feels like when you're dealing with anxiety and what you're talking like when you're dealing with depression you when it's just you and you don't have someone to counter those thoughts, it becomes this really toxic trapped spiral as opposed to like, if I'm feeling really depressed or something and I have a friend that I can text who can, you know, give me a call and who can help walk me through it. Like he doesn't have any of those resources available to him. And so all he's left with is his own sadness. And that's what just makes it so much worse. Yeah. And, And he conjures, like his brain conjures all of the important people in his life notably doesn't conjure John um, conjures his younger self Mary and Dean and Alistair but like Mary and Dean and his younger self and Mary specifically has always really been interesting to me because like he never had the chance to know Mary so his entire perception of Mary is just based on stories because he was surprisingly not Jess yeah he does mention her though yeah he mentions her but we don't see her no yeah and I think that speaks volumes as to where he's at right now He's very in the hunter world. Like Mm -hmm. he doesn't, I feel like Jess to him is not, I don't want to say not relevant, but like. But he's accepted that she's gone. She's gone. Yeah. But Mary is still this lingering mystery to him from his childhood that he never Mm -hmm. really got to know. He didn't get any closure with Mary. I mean, he didn't get a lot of closure with Jess, but. No. But he didn't even know. He didn't even know Mary. Like Dean knows Mary and. And met her again. and yeah, and so he has this connection that Sam never got. Yeah, that's yeah. also true. It's like, yeah, because Dean went back in time, like Dean also got to spend some time with and Sam knows that. Yeah. So he, this perception, this hallucination is also influenced by Dean's trip to the past. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting, like Mary, like that what what Sam gleans from his hallucination of Mary is like she is the one that tells him like we're cursed but you can use your power to turn that into game like she's affirming the choices that he's making in a way which that is interesting so fascinating. Yeah. yeah I also that the that. one figure he doesn't actually have any real life interaction with is the one that's confirming his own biases but I also think that's that's his subconscious just wanting a mom and wanting Aww. someone who can like yeah who can support right? him because that's what moms are supposed to do and what's Someone who can guide him, someone who can be like, no, you're 
you're not a bad person. Even yeah. if you've got this darkness in you, that, that can be a gift, not a curse. That's a really great take. Oh, that made me really sad. Yeah. Poor Sammy. I feel like we, not to pivot, but I feel like we'd be remiss if we did not talk about Tassin and his impact and Anna's impact and yes. all that. Yes. We need to talk about okay. it. Okay, yeah. Let's let's talk about that. No, I thought. Is Anna fucking dead? Because I swear to God, if she's fucking dead, I'm so mad. She did not die. She did not die. She did not die. She's gone. Not her dying. She's okay. We've seen because we've like seen angels. We've seen some. Have we? We've seen. Have we seen seen dead bodies of angels? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we've seen. So we know what it looks like when an angel dies. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to just. That's not her. That's not what we saw. Thought it was a really intense dramatic execution off screen. You don't see it. Yeah. Okay. 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 The white light. But we did not see. Yeah. She was taken to go before God and answer for something, just like Cass did (laughs) a little while ago. Is that why Cass is all different? Because he met God. Like he got his ass reamed out. But that's got to be what it was. I mean, Cass is acting really. He's different. He's a little sus. Yeah, he's gone from, like, I'm rebelling to... Towing the company line. Yeah, in a very, very short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Because even two episodes, even, like, three episodes ago, Monster at the End of this book. Huh, yeah, three episodes ago, random choice to mention (laughs) Chuck. (laughs) He was covertly... (laughs) Nicely done, Noah, nicely done. He was covert, but he was covertly in that episode. He was like, I can't just so you know why I can't help you. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, let me give you some information. But with this episode, we're just coming off of the rapture. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's he got his ass kicked for that. Yeah. So he he met God, and now Anna's being taken there, but not executed. I am glad, but it's coming. Yeah. Also interesting, it like Dean when Cass first appears, Dean says, "I've been screaming myself hoarse for two and a half hours." Wow. This Oof. is Dean. I won't pray to anything, Winchester. Yeah. <laughs> he has known Cass. We are in twenty-one episodes into this season. Known Cass for a couple of months. Screaming for him. Yeah. For two and a half hours. I, just I there's think a sex joke itself. there, but I'm not gonna make it. But oh god, <laughs> Noah. <laughs> Noah! Noah! <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> How dare you? We needed a moment of levity. This episode is very heavy. <laughs> when the levity breaks. Uh, uh, no, nope, that was nope. bad. That was Cut, bad. Cutting that Canceling, part. That part's cut. Canceling myself. <laughs> um, also, this is a, just a little thing that I giggled at. When they're having their intense conversation, they're standing so close together. Oh my yeah, God. And they, and they just stare at each other. They're this just is the there. stare. <laughs> the gaze. They're like, let's stand very close together and face off in this conversation about accepting our roles and yeah. what is attention. Very tense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Giving yourself over wholly (laughs) to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, okay, but I do want to talk about how, because Dean is finally like, whatever, fuck it. He's like, okay, the angels say I can stop this from happening if I like give in. Well, it's the fact that he says, if I do this, Sammy doesn't have to. And that's what gets me every Mm -hmm. time I watch this episode. I mean, that's the only reason he's doing it. It's the only reason he does anything. Yeah. But what Cass says is like you he's he's getting Dean to, to swear and he says, you know, you swear to follow his word, God's word, as swiftly and obediently as you did your father's. Oh and my god. That, oh. 
gets me because oh, Dean has been pushing God, further so and further great. away from John since John died. As obediently as you did your father's. You can see it in the in his face too. He's like, he knows what that means. Oh God. Yeah. He's going to have to go back to a part of himself that he doesn't like for that. Yeah. But he's pushed himself so far away from John that he's ended up quoting John. Oh, too that, that too. That too is he yeah. has, the, oh, that connection. That's a good though, point. Oh. That's, how, that's how the episode ends is he, he, tells him you walk out that door don't you ever come back oh no not the johnification of dean winchester boy 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 oh boy oh no no not all right also like it point out something important in that scene the music that is playing over that scene is dean's theme which is a significant piece that shows up like every you know maybe once or twice a season uh it always means something really key Mm. about like dean and usually some sort of like shift in his character or his decisions or something key about a shift in the relationships for him dean's theme might be the most traumatizing piece of music i know Mm. it playing over I've never noticed before until this watch that it was playing over that moment when he echoes John. It's like, raise your hand if you've been victimized by Dean's theme. (laughs) (laughs) Every fucking time. It hurt. It was not pleasant. I do love, though, that he calls uh, the angels shady politicians from Planet Vulcan. Thank you. That was my next important. (laughs) Shady politicians from Planet Vulcan. Star Trek Mm. reference in the wild. (laughs) Cass is Spock coded. For sure. For sure. Dean is very Jim Kirk. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, they really are, aren't they? Oh, have you never seen? Oh, I've thought about this connection. I could make a whole podcast about that connection. Um, Those two being prototypes for Dean and Cass. Wow. Absolutely. Yes. Spurk is the is the blueprint. <laughs> Spurk is always the blueprint. Spurk has been the blueprint. <laughs> In other funny, funny things, um, Sam, Sam's uh, advertising for Blundstone boots. He's wearing this very oh, I noticed that too. I made note of that. I point out this because A, it's I, at least here on the West Coast, they're a really popular in Vancouver. They're a really popular boot here on the West Coast and here on the island yeah. and on the West Coast in general, also like all down the coast, because they're a really great outdoor, all weather sort of boot. Now I'm advertising for them. <laughs> but I out also because a lot of gay people wear them. <laughs> gay okay. shoes. Yeah. I, I don't have a point That's there it. other than Sam's Winchester is wearing gay shoes. Gay blundstone boots in the uh-huh. in those there. That's, that's it. One yeah. of my favorite head canons is that Sam is a non-binary lesbian. So it's a, it's I accept a this. Canon, honestly. Oh yeah. We have a we have a friend yeah. who's writing a rewrite of seasons one, one, two, and and I'm not sure how far she's planning on going, but in it, Sam Sam is um a trans man, and it's a wonderful exploration of Sam's Ooh, character. Anyway, I will link like it. It's I will link We've it. We've talked a lot about trans Dean on this show, but we haven't talked a lot about trans Sam yeah, theories. But I support so, those theories. Yeah. Anyway, this that fic is it's a wonderful rewrite of of Supernatural and the early seasons. In it, Dean kills John and then shows up at Sam's apartment and is like, "Dad's dead," but doesn't tell Sam that he's the one that killed John. <laughs> anyway, oh boy. advertisement for um, KJ's wonderful fic, which I'll put the link in the episode description. This is and KJ's fic? That's what KJ's fic is. It's not finished yet as of yet as of when we're recording this but they are actively working on it and writing more and i will i, I literally read it Sounds like great. the entire of 40k of what they've written last night because i got super into it i do recommend that is way off track but i wanted to no i was thinking about it trans sam fic is never off topic <laughs> i love it Thanks. the one other thing that i had in my notes that i thought i wanted us to talk about was bobby and his Always. role in the 
I'll always talk about Bobby. <laughs> no one's head just like shoots up. <laughs> He's just like, what? <laughs> yes. Pulled a shotgun on Sam, even though he knew there was not a single chance he would be able to pull that trigger. No. And Sam not. knew it. And, and I Sam love that Sam it. knew it. I love that Sam, even after everything, knows that there's no way Bobby will hurt him. He's still scared of Dean later on but he's not scared of Bobby. Mm -hmm. That's actually, I think, one of the best moments of Jared's acting this whole episode, because like it's obviously we've discussed it's it's very good. But for me, it's the moment when he looks sad when he knocks out Bobby Mm -hmm. because he's so mad at himself that he has to do it, but he knows it's the only way that he's going to get away. And just a little like scrunching up that his face does. I'm just like, oh, oh, Jared, why have you done this? I can't believe you've done this. Touching, especially because Bobby... Bobby is conflicted about that whole situation anyway. He's the one that is thinking maybe they're doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. He's the one advocating for Sam and Sam doesn't even know it. Yep. Yeah. So I think Bobby could have won that fight, could have dodged that, could have tried to fight back, but he doesn't. And I think that's a choice for sure. He wants Sam to know that he is more concerned with Sam than he is with anything else. Like that's more important to him than. And that's always been his role in the boys' lives too. Yeah. Because he's just, he's, he's just there for them. Mm -hmm. And Dean is not great at taking this advice. Dean tries. I do believe genuinely tries at the beginning of his conversation with Sam. But this advice that Bobby gives where he says, you know, finding Sam, that's got to be about getting him back, not pushing him away. Mm. And he acknowledges, he goes like, I know you're mad. Like you have a right Mm. to be mad. He says, be good to him anyway. And I think Mm. that is really, I've always found that part really beautiful in the episode. Like, and a a really beautiful reminder of like, when people are going through things that maybe makes them act in ways that are not great, you Mm -hmm. know, you might have a right to be mad, but be good to him anyway. Like, I think that's Bobby's whole parenting philosophy in one sentence. Feel what you feel, but be good to them anyway. Yeah. He's like, care of our own. Like, you want to get him back? You can't push him away. Like, if you push him away, like, then you won't get through to him. Yeah. I always find it really interesting, the contrast between Bobby and John. (laughs) And... Light versus dark. Or or their care or lack of care for the boys. Ugh. I I had a note in here of like when Sam says, you know, you won't shoot me, Bobby, you won't do it. And I'm like, John would have. Oh, God. I believe John in that moment. I mean, John. (laughs) John would have shot him two seasons ago. (laughs) This This is true. You can't save your brother. You have to kill him. This would have absolutely been a moment. Yeah, that was a while ago. John doesn't hesitate. The scene, you know, when Sam gets back up from sucking the demon blood and with the John would have never let that happen. And for sure. Yeah. And Dean and Dean does Dean that comes into that scenario, like he finds where Sam is, he barges in and he tries to go for the appeal to Sam before he before they start fighting. Well, he starts fighting Ruby first. Then That's he starts going for the appeal. He's like, if hey, if I can kill her, get her out of the way right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'll he's not killing her. We can go. He's not trying to save Ruby, but he is trying mm-hmm. to like get through to Sam. He's yeah. trying to take Bobby's advice a little. And then obviously it goes very, very sideways very quickly. And he says things that set can't him on back. the path. Like, yeah, things he can't take back. The fact that he actually says the thing that he oh my said God. in Sam's worst fear hallucination is the part that really crushes, destroys. And they're both like, like all season, like this season has been one of Dean's hell trauma and Sam's addiction have been like contrasted. And that's mm. like the thing that's like pushing, constantly pushing them apart is like, they're both of their particular traumas are like bumping up against each other. And it's so hard for them to see past any of those or to like understand what the other person's going through. And so they're just pushing further and further apart. And so like, I think Dean, like Dean being, Dean repeating what John said is, is his like last ditch appeal 
to Sam to not go. So he's like, maybe if I say this, he won't leave. But what Sam hears is the same rejection that John mm. gave. And so like, they're like, Dean doesn't mean this, I think the way that John meant it. No, not like, at with all. John, it's a threat. I think with Dean, it's an appeal. But Sam hears it the same. And it's truly brutal. Gonna haunt their relationship, I think. Yeah, damn. This is a loaded fucking episode. <laughs> it sucks. Let's move on to the next one. Let's go. I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else? Anything else, Noah, particularly? Or any other notes anyone else has about this episode? Bobby is such a fucking dad. He pulled up the weather map to check on their <laughs> trip just to make sure they would be good. <laughs> yeah. the, the little touch that... Dean knows exactly how Sam's going to switch up his tactics. Track him down is is pretty great. I like that. Some good sibling dynamic. Mm-hmm. Such a sibling move of like, I know this is your normal. So if you are trying to not do your normal, you'll do this instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously not to this extent, but Hannah Beth has pulled some sort of like, well, I'm pretty sure you did this. And if I know you knew I knew that, you probably did. <laughs> yeah. Similar, but not, not to the same extent. <laughs> Same, same concept. Same concept. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully nobody was drinking demon blood. Can neither confirm nor <laughs> deny. <laughs> Speaking of demon blood, next up, we've got our going meta section where we are tracking lore, representation, behind the scenes trivia, and more. First up, rep check. I love how you yeah. say that every Obviously, week. Obviously, some like great, some, some really good and some really hard and some really like mixed representation of like addiction and withdrawal, some some really humanizing representation, I think, but also some like warnings of like what not to do. <laughs> yeah. As yeah, someone like, supporting someone who's going through this. Don't do this. <laughs> do not lock them up and forget about them and starve them. Don't yeah. that's like more the way to treat people. More them with some sandwiches. More care, more support. Yes. They're still a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was not pleasant to watch my faves handle it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Ruby and Mary are the only women in this trauma episode. And yeah. practice here. <laughs> Next time they'll do better. Next time they're dealing with the demon blood addiction, it'll be way smoother. I mean, they can write the manual now. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder I don't know. if they didn't do it very successfully, so maybe they shouldn't be writing the manual. Actually, I don't want them to write the manual. Bobby can write the manual. Yeah, speaking of Bobby, when Rufus is calling, he's he he says Rufus is blowing up my phone like, "Oh god, I can't bother with that." Dean's like, "What's up with Rufus?" Bobby says, "He knows what's going on mm-hmm. there. They've got some sort of argument tiff, ex-boyfriends." <laughs> oh, I mean, they have big big ex-boyfriend, yeah, big energy, ex-boyfriend energy. There's some petty squabble Does he type. say, "Call me again and I'll kill you?" Like <laughs> <laughs> So maybe it's a little more than a squabble. A squabble, but yeah, they have that energy. No, old married slash old divorce slash we haven't defined the relationship and it's blowing up in our face now. (laughs) (laughs) The kids found out and now we gotta put labels on it and now we won't answer the phone. (laughs) Smooth, smooth. There's two women. They don't interact. One of them's not even real. One one's a mother, one's a girlfriend. So yay and, for defying stereotypes, I guess. Not really. And <laughs> Anna. Oh yeah, and Anna. So we have three named oh, women. Okay, we do. None of them appear in the same scenes and most of them don't get many lines. I think Anna's lines on her own would pass, but she's having them with a man, so it doesn't. Yeah. Yikes. Oh no, she's talking about Sam and Dean. Never mind. Would yeah. So yeah, no hard, hard fail on the Bechdel right there. Shocker. Damn. Shocker. So get this. I was looking into the lore. 
And uh, this this episode, we get um, the fun bit of how uh, Lucifer tempted Lilith, a human, into becoming the first demon. That's a pretty pretty cool little significant. We knew humans. We knew already that humans become demons. Yeah. Can become demons. We didn't know who set the template. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, exactly. That this was the first one and that Lucifer was the one to start doing that. Yeah. Yeah. We also get a reference to the number of seals left. They say the final seals are breaking. How many are left? Three, two. They don't really know. They're not sure, but it's not a lot. I mean, 66 seals out of hundreds. Yeah, 600 seals. We find out that Lilith can break the last last seal. Yeah, so they have to stop Lilith before doing that. But... Can they do it? Dun-dun. Tune in they going to do it? What's going to happen? Two brothers. Noah doesn't know. <laughs> Lilith eats babies, right? That's that's the thing they're establishing with uh, yes. maternity ward and that whole... Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought we established that before, but couldn't quite. Yeah, I totally forgot about that and then watched this episode and was like, ugh, I'm going to yeah. forget about that again. We okay. have established yeah. it. <laughs> Because they established it at the end of season three. Yeah. With yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Nasty. Yeah. Yeah. In times of in terms of like a behind the scenes kind of fun fact is this is one of only three episodes of Supernatural that do not involve a death of any kind. Oh. So there are only three in three hundred twenty seven episodes. There are only three episodes that do not involve a death of any kind. Uh, there are some other episodes where deaths are only referenced, but like this episode, like there is no there are no deaths. Nobody the other, dies. To the other two episodes are uh, 418, Monster at the End of this Book. So run just recently. There's two episodes this season. And then the the third episode is actually one that's several seasons away. I'll point it out when we get there, but it's it's going to be a while. We definitely didn't mention it on 418. Yeah. So mentioning it now, wow. we had two episodes with no death. Very Damn, interesting. Geez. Very rare. That's crazy. But so much happens in this episode that like is so... They talk the, yeah. to a lot it's of other hard. dead characters. Well, because you don't have like you don't really have a typical monster of the week sort of no. thing or a cold open with There's this no episode. This no, the hunt is Sam. Oh. Ooh, why do you have to say that? <laughs> Even if it's true. <laughs> Sorry, Noah. I'm curious what your predictions are for the finale when we end up watching it. Now that we're on a cliffhanger, it's gonna hurt a little bit more. It's gonna leave on a really bad cliffhanger. And the brothers are going to be more mad at each other. And I bet Dean quotes John some more. I swear to God, <laughs> what, I hope there's a backflip. What do you think is going to happen with the seals? And like, how is it going to come to, oh, it, to a head? So I feel like Lucifer is going to be a character in the show that interacts with multiple people. So I think Lucifer is going to get out. Mm. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But mysterious circumstances. I don't want Anna to die, but I feel like Anna's going to die. And I don't like the silence and the face. So <laughs> I feel like it's time to move on to blessings and then the end of the episode and then we can move on to the next one. So there we go. There everybody, we go. let's... Uh... Hey, oh, now look at that. It's time for our last and favorite part of the episode, our character <laughs> blessings. Who do you guys want to bless this week? Can I go first? Of course. I'm going to bless Sam, boy. I, yeah, this episode sucks for Sam. I've said that, I feel like I've said that in a number of episodes where I've blessed Sam, but that that line of like, I'm not drinking the demon blood for kicks is like one that has particularly this watch stuck with me. Like Sam is genuinely trying to make the best of what feels like a curse that had just been given to him. 
and he is trying to, he says that he's trying to make something good out of this curse. And that is a lot of weight to have. And I want to bless him for, for that, even as the choices that he makes are not great ones this season and a blessing for him because it seems like it's going to get worse before it gets better for sam yeah Yeah. well done i'm gonna go ahead and bless bobby because he's such a wholesome ass dad and he does so much for his boys and i love him and i just i I hope his eyes okay from you know getting knocked out i hope he's i hope he's doing great blessings to bobby my uh blessing this week is for dean because i feel like he probably went one of the hardest things he's probably ever had to do in his life was to look at Sam and say that to him at the end of the episode because you you know in his heart he doesn't mean it you know he doesn't he's just angry and sad and doesn't know what else to say and even though he makes a lot of questionable choices in how he handles this whole situation with Sam at at the essence of it he's doing it because he loves his brother more than anything in the fucking world and it just breaks my heart the things that he has to say and do this episode in his attempt to try to keep his brother human as he says Mm, yeah it's really it's really hard on him and i just want to give him a big hug as per usual (laughs) yeah all right before we end the episode we have one last question starting with noah who do you want to watch going into next episode lucifer rising is the episode the finale astiel has to be the one to watch because he's the most suspect motherfucker Mm -hmm. right now and (laughs) <laughs> it's it all revolves around him right now i don't want to watch dean because he's just gonna make me sad don't want to watch sam because he's just gonna make me bummed because he's struggling Cass, he's he's the one i got hope for mm-hmm. well and okay. bobby i love i love watching bobby but Cass, how about y'all without getting into to spoiler territory it's really hard not to get into spoiler territory i want to watch ruby oh i was gonna say ruby mm. you know mm. I, mm. yeah where'd, where'd she go when she left assuming sam's like are she gonna meet up with sam? what's happening yeah what's up with ruby. ruby i want to watch ruby next episode okay okay I gotta admit, I, I love that we're split and that y'all are both interested in Ruby because I also am interested in Cass. There we go. He's I think he's got a lot of power going into this. Mm. And um, it, it, I, if I can recall back to when first watching this episode 84 years ago, I, I remember being very much like, what is it that, that Cass has in store for this, this boy? Because mm. gotta be something. Gives himself over wholly to God and you guys. Uh questionable phrasing that's all i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean apart from ruby that was my choice but i'll go with my second choice i always like watching sam Mm. my favorite i'm always paying attention a little a special extra attention to sam yeah but i just want to see things resolved and get better for him not that that necessarily is going to happen but (laughs) that's always my hope for him (laughs) one day one day maybe it's a long show it's It's a a long long show. show but speaking of long shows we like to sort of signify the end of our seasons with a little recognition for our fans and the people that listen and catch up with us so we're gonna do another giveaway this year Elena, do you want to talk about that? So for this giveaway, uh, we're going to be opening this one up internationally, and we're going to be choosing two winners. Uh, One of the winners we're going to pick from Twitter, and one of them we're going to be choosing from our Discord server. So if you're not in the Discord server, you should go join it and come see all of our cat pics that we post and episode discussions that we have and enjoy all that and have an extra chance to win this giveaway, which we're going to be giving away 
a bunch of really cool custom stickers. Some that I'm going to design, some that August designed, and they're all going to be like printed and and like handmade. And then I'll be I'll be sending those out to folks. So yeah, it'll just be like a really fun season four slash queering things sticker pack of of shenanigans. Yeah. Awesome. So look for I'm the really excited. The, the look for the post. There will be a post on Twitter and a post on Discord, and that will have the full instructions on how to enter. So go to one of one or both of those platforms. You can enter on both. We will pick a winner on both. You can only win on one. So if we pick the same person twice, we will repick. But um, yeah, you can enter in both on both platforms. It's going to be so cute. I cannot wait for these stickers. We're going to be starting the giveaway once this episode comes out. And then it's going to run for the next two episodes. So through the finale, and then we'll announce the winner with our season recap. So that is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And to all of my co-hosts, thank you as always. Oh, it's such a blast. You can make sure you are subscribed to Saving People Queering Things wherever you listen to your podcasts. And especially as we're getting to the end of the season, we'd love if you would share our show with your friends if you enjoy it. Share the love. Share the love. You can find links to all of our social media and join our Discord server through the website, which is queeringthingspodcast.com. And if you are all caught up on Supernatural and want to go back to before the beginning, you can listen to August, uh, occasionally me and our friends Beth and KJ uh, over on our show Wayward Parents, uh, where updates are at Wayward Parents on Twitter and on Tumblr, we're at Wayward Parents Pod. Be sure to ride along with us next week as we discover the season four finale, Lucifer Rising, as we always discuss finales through the theme of free will. Thank you all for coming along for the ride, and we wish you a peaceful road until we meet again.